Hey, if you're listening to this on a podcast, this is special to you. Hey, this is Tom Gresham. We really appreciate you listening. Spread the word about the podcast for Gun Talk. But I need to ask you a favor. If you would, go to my website, guntalk.com. That's guntalk.com. And up at the top, there's a little box that says sign up. If you would... Click on that and sign up for my newsletter. We are going to start working to stamp out these gun-free zones, these killing zones that I call them. They're, they're basically killing fields. If you'll sign up for the free Gun Talk newsletter, you'll start getting the information. Guarantee you, you're going to enjoy it. We do a lot of fun stuff here. But more importantly, we're going to do some good things. So go to GunTalk.com, sign up for the newsletter. I really appreciate it. And stand by. Here comes your Gun Talk podcast. When you have questions about guns, the shooting sports, or your rights, where do you turn? Do what the pros do. When they have questions, they go to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Tom hosts several programs on the Outdoor Channel, is a noted book author and magazine editor, and he hosts the first and only national talk radio show pertaining to these issues. You can participate by calling 1-800-TALK-GUNS and check out GunTalk.com. Now, prepare yourself for a no-nonsense, straightforward approach to firearms and related topics. Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. There's more to life than just guns. There's ammo and reloading equipment and hunting gear and trucks and ATVs and barbecue. You're listening to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Well, hello and welcome again. Hey, I'm Tom Gresham. Yes, indeed. The show is called Gun Talk because that's what we're doing. We're talking about guns and rifles, handguns, shotguns, doesn't matter. I I went to a very cool gun store this week in Traverse City, Michigan. Field Sport is the name of the place. Brian Balinski is the instructor, owner, gun fitter. He's the guy. Um, if you are interested in shotguns, boy, does he know his stuff. We're going to have Brian on the show here before too long. I'm actually going to run up there and be shooting some video with Brian in a few weeks, doing some instructional things. So that's going to be fun. But on the Internet... You can go uh, take a look at his store because he has some nice pictures of it there. Even more important, he has some nice pictures of some very nice shotguns. Uh, Field Sport LTD, FieldSportLTD.com. Hey, our number here is 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. And folks are calling in, so let's talk to them. Line four. Hey, Jim's with us out of Farmington, New Mexico. Hi, Jim. Hi, Tom. Hey, the last gentleman caller that you were giving advice to about a gun to shoot deer. Right. Well, before you said it, I'm sitting here and I'm saying, 243, 243. <laughs> and I'll tell you why I say this. Okay. In 1992, I went up to Nebraska deer and pheasant hunting, and I took my 243 and, and of course, my shotgun. And <clears throat> at about 200 yards, and I didn't know there was another deer standing behind the deer that I leveled off on. Uh-huh. And I was using a, a hand-loaded 100-grain soft-point Sierra bullet that I had loaded. Mm-hmm. And I pulled the trigger, and when I got out there, there's two dead deer. You had two deer. I had two deer with one bullet. And, and and yet there are people, experienced hunters, who will say the 243 is not enough. It's just too small a cartridge to hunt deer with. Yeah, and what blows me away is uh, here in New Mexico now, the it used to be the rules were regulations were the smallest caliber for deer was a point two four. Mm-hmm. Now it just says any center fire rifle or handgun. Yeah, I don't buy that. 
Well, you know. Uh, I mean, there, like, I've got a 380, but I don't think it's a good for deer hunting. You know? <laughs> well, if you get really, really close. Yeah. If you hold on to them with one hand and you shoot them with the other hand. How's that? <laughs> uh, you know, it's a, you know why a 243 works so well for a lot of people, Jim? And I've, I've thought about this a lot because I find people just, it, it performs exceptionally well. And I think why it does is because it's so easy to shoot. And it's also great for varmints. Well, and of course, obviously, you can shoot at a lot on varmints, but there's so little recoil. Well, there, yeah. are, there are a lot of people that even a, a thirty out six, which I think of as not being much of a kicking gun, think of that as a big gun, and they're nervous about it. And as a consequence, they don't shoot it well. They're nervous. They flinch. They jerk the trigger or whatever. With a two forty three, they know it's not going to kick, so they are, they're very careful and precise and pull the trigger carefully. And the bullet goes where it's supposed to. And a two forty three in the right place is a whole lot better than a much bigger cartridge in the wrong place. And they're very accurate. Exceptionally accurate. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're flat shooting. So, right. well, good. I, I am glad to have somebody second my suggestion on the two forty three. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate that. Let's talk to Curtis on one. He's in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Hello, Curtis. Hey, Tom. How you doing? This is a good day for WJBO listeners. Yeah, yeah. We, we're into it down here. Good. Uh, uh, this is a gun country, too. A lot of hunters down here in, in Louisiana. But uh, my question is, this Virginia Tech event has inspired me to really look seriously into uh, concealed carry. Mm-hmm. In case I am just happen to be where some maniac's killing a bunch of innocent people, maybe I could do something about it, you know? So uh, no, We don't look for a place to go but you know i've told people i will not go help other people i've just decided i mean from a tactical standpoint uh-huh. with at least one exception mm-hmm. if i know that there is somebody in a school mm-hmm. and that somebody is shooting kids right i understand that it's a really stupid thing to do to go in there and try to help and i understand that in doing so i could get shot by the bad guy or i could get shot by the cops right, right. having said all of that I'm probably still going to go. Uh-huh. I, I don't think I could yeah. sit there and let kids get killed. Right, right. I, I hope I could. Well, my main situation that I think about is I go to the YMCA a lot, and there's a lot of people there. It's a very crowded facility. And, uh, of course, sometimes to the mall and that sort of thing. And if I were ever to walk into the YMCA and there was some maniac in there killing people, I would want to be able to do something about it. Well, of course, and that's that's not, now let me just say, I mean, I know you understand this, that's not the primary reason that you have a self-defense gun. It's to protect you right. and your family. Right. Um, what would you, you recommend as far as concealed carry? Uh, now, I have heard a lot of uh, people recommend, like the little five-shot Smith & Wesson, uh, either 38 or 357, the lightweight. <laughs> you can just maybe put it in your pocket, but I'm just wanting concealed carry advice. Okay, well, uh, as uh, Jim, the producer, just said in my headset, he says, what do I recommend? Classes. Um, I just went to the class. You just went to the class? I just went to the class. Okay, good. Just completed it. Good deal. Uh, It was great, too. I loved every minute of it. A thirty-eight revolver is not a bad choice for a lot of people. Um, Not a bad choice at all. With uh, If you get one with a concealed or hammerless model, let's say that, a hammerless model, uh, that way you shoot double action only. Right. And that'll work. It, it, they conceal very well. You know, you can meet the requirement of the law to keep your gun concealed and out of sight. That's a good choice. Of course, there are a lot of good semi-autos that you can tuck away. I like the little subcompact Smith uh, in a 9 or a 40, and also there's a Springfield that I really like, the yep. subcompact. All I of those are fine. I guess my question is, where to carry them on my body? 
know, therein what, lies the question. And yeah, I mean, that's the big that, question. For you me. know, that's a much harder question than which gun to get. Right, right. Because people, you know, people don't, you know, they get to the point where you are exactly where you are. Okay, mm-hmm. I just went through the course. I'm going to get my carry permit, mm-hmm. and then you say, well. But how am I going to do that? Right. Well, that's the issue for me. All right. And it's got to be concealed. So there, right. And you're in Louisiana where you're not going to be wearing a heavy coat to carry it. Right. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> several ways to go. And inside the waistband holster is one of my favorite choices. Is that like mid-back or where is that? Kind of uh, just behind the hip on okay. the strong side. Maybe even on the hip, but just behind. I don't like what they call a small of the back holster. It goes right uh-huh. in the middle. Uh-huh. The reason I don't is if you... If you fall down, get pushed down, get into a fight, and go down hard on your back, that son of a gun's going to hit your spine. Right, right. Not, not a good situation. What's the name of the one you suggested again? It's, it's just called a, an inside the waistband. It's a type. And okay. there are a dozen companies that make them. Um, okay. Milt Sparks makes very good holsters like that. Uh, M-I-L-T-S-P-A-R-K-S. You can do an Internet search for Milt Sparks. Okay. The, the trick here, though, is you're going to have to start dressing differently. You're going to have to, you know, I don't like wearing a shirt tail out. I'm just not a, a shirt tail out kind of guy. Right, right. Uh, but that is a good way to carry and carry concealed. I kind of go with a different way. I wear a, a photographer's vest, and people say, well, that looks like you're carrying a gun. I say, I don't care. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, don't, uh-huh. I don't care. Look, the people who know, know, and 99.9% of the people will never imagine. They'll just say, wonder why that guy's wearing a vest. So and a vest, and then it's under your shoulder. It's a shoulder carry. No, right. no, 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 where, no, no. Where does it ride? The, you're, you're just I wearing it. under a, your arm kind of no, thing? No, 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 no. Okay. Wait. You're wearing it inside the waistband on your belt. Oh, okay, but the vest covers it. The vest covers it. it. That's all we're doing. Okay. We've we're, 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 we got a cover garment is what we're oh, talking okay. about. Okay, I got you now. Okay. Uh, if you do that, you need to practice with whatever setup you come up with. Now, here's the other thing, and this I know to be true. Uh-huh. Whichever holster you start with, you will not end up with. <laughs> okay. Uh, just, you'd make adjustments as you go, huh? Is that what you're every, saying? Everybody I know who has done this for a number of years, uh-huh. literally, I'm not kidding, literally uh-huh. has a box of holsters. Okay. You, because everybody's trying to find something that's comfortable. Right. None of them are really comfortable. Okay, okay. Uh, it's, you've got to make allowances. You, if you're going inside the waistband, you're going to have to get all new pants because mm. your pants all have to be one inch larger. Right, Waist. Okay. It just okay. it, go, it goes on and on. What you're doing is you're changing not just your lifestyle, you're changing your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you're making a commitment to it, you commit to it. You, you right. jump. Uh, I tell you what, you know, do some uh, checking on the Internet. Also, you know what? We have a... Um, I tell you what, next call, I'm going to get a chance. You keep listening. I'm going to tell you something in the next call that's going to give you a place to go for more information on that. Let me get Alston in here on line three, okay, out of High Point, North Carolina. Hey, Alston. Alston. Hey, Tom. I love your show, first of all. I've got almost all of your uh, episodes on my iPod, and I go to sleep to it every night. (laughs) Well, how, how old are you? I'm 13. Are you a shooter? Well, yes, I, I just love the sport. It's awesome. I personally don't own any guns, but um, I've gone to a couple of different ranges and shot a couple of different types of guns. Well, cool. Excellent. Yeah. Well, how can I help you? Um, I had a question. Um, I was listening to one of your podcasts, and it talked about um, the personal defense TV show, and I heard that it was on the Outdoor Channel. Right. And we used to have that. We used to have that in OLN. 
But uh, I guess about a month or two ago, they just kind of blipped off. You know, when you flipped it there, it was just a bunch of static. Uh, how are you getting, you, are you on satellite or cable? We're on cable. Okay. Call your cable company and ask them where is the outdoor channel. Okay, And uh, the by the way, the Personal Defense TV show starts again this week. It's on the Outdoor Channel Wednesday nights at ten thirty Eastern, ten thirty Eastern uh, Wednesday nights. Uh, and just ask them for the outdoor. Now they may say that's Outdoor Life Network. OLN is a different thing, and you already know that, of course. Yeah. So ask them about the Outdoor Channel. If they don't have it, you say, "Well, look, I know that I can get it with uh, satellite." So are you going to have it, or do I have to go to satellite? <laughs> Which is always a, a fun thing to say, because they really hate it when you say the S word when you're talking to the cable company. All right. I bet they do. All right. Listen, thank you for your call. I really appreciate it, and uh, appreciate you being a, a shooter. So appreciate you getting into it here. Yeah. Th- thank you so much. All right, uh, Jim, are we up against our, uh, we need some music here, or what are we doing? I have completely lost track of where we are. We got a break coming up. Okay, we'll just do that. I'll do that from this end here. If we can, uh, we play this thing. Tell you what we'll do. We'll take a quick break. Eight six six talk guns. Eight six six talk guns. I'm having so much fun. I'm forgetting where we are. Well, that's kind of the way it is. Hey, I'm Tom Gresham. This is Gun Talk. When you're tired of compromises, when you want the best, when you demand performance that's worth the price, grab a Benelli. Serious shooters agree, the most durable, the most reliable auto-loading shotgun is Benelli. Benelli uses the kinetic energy of the shot shell for safe, clean, and reliable functioning. The rotating bolt head locks up for strength and safety. The Benelli Black Eagle sets the standard for reliability in auto-loaders. Competition shooters and hunters around the world rave about the Black Eagle's quick handling. The incredible Super Black Eagle was the first auto-loading shotgun to handle the massive 3.5-inch Magnum 12-gauge shot shell. But it can digest 3-inch Magnum and even standard loads without so much as a hiccup. The Super Black Eagle remains a standard for waterfowlers, the folks who use their shotguns in the toughest of conditions. Also check out the superb handling Super 90 or the fast and lightweight Montefeltro 20-gauge. No matter which Benelli you choose, you're getting the best. Benelli, performance worth the price. Hey, want to get that huge Brownells catalog for free? Now you can get this source for parts, cleaning products, gunsmith supplies, and tools for just a phone call. Brownells is famous for selection, service, and satisfaction. Tell them you heard about it on Tom Gresham's Gun Talk, and they'll send it to you for free. Call 1-800-741-0015. 1-800-741-0015. 1-800-741-0015. The Brownells catalog for free. 1-800-741-0015. Dear Loophole, growing up, my father hunted using a loophole equipped with a rifle. That's right, he felt the scope should be the hunter's first choice. If it didn't work, the rifle was useless. He's 79 now, still using the loophole he purchased years ago. Someday I'll own that fine scope. The loophole has lasted a lifetime, but the memories will last forever. Thanks, D.E. Poe, Alabama. Loophold, the world's finest sports optics. Call 1-800-929-4949 for the Loophold dealer nearest you. You know, I've always liked aperture or peep sights on my rifles. Long ago, I'd remove the insert from the peep on my lever action, throw it away, and use the big hole for super fast shooting. Now, the folks at XS Sights make ghost ring sights that are even better than the ones I used. They're lightning fast, accurate, and they let you keep the trim lines of your lever action hunting rifle. 
I'm a believer. Now, if you hunt with a scope or use a bolt action, XS Sights has a Ghost Ring backup sight for you, too. If your scope gets damaged, just pop it off and put on XS Sights Ghost Ring backup. It takes only a minute, and you're still hunting with an exceptional sight. You put a lot into each hunt, and it's only smart to have a backup for that all-important sighting system. The Ghost Ring backup works on most scope mounts, and it can save your hunt. Check it out at XSSites.com. That's XSSites.com. Or call 888-744-4880 and tell them Tom Gresham sent you. Hey, welcome back to Gun Talk. You know, I was just thinking, um, oh, by the way, our number here, 866-TALK-GUNS. I was thinking that I was mentioning earlier, I told the caller we're going to be talking a little bit more about concealed carry. Uh, My point was that the personal defense TV show is a great way to see and learn more about concealed carry, about self-defense. A lot of women are enjoying the the personal defense TV show because we even talk about, you know, personal defense without guns. Some interesting things going on there. So we're starting to rerun last year's show the first season because there's such a demand the network decided to put it back on the air while we're shooting the ones for the next season right now so starting this week personal defense tv is on the outdoor channel at 10:30 eastern and then in october the new season will start running and those are the ones we're just finishing up shooting right now uh also i was mentioning this field sport a gun store i went to in traverse city this past week Beautiful guns. I'm looking. I'm on their site right now, looking at all the used. They have used guns on their site. Very cool stuff. But one of the things that I forgot to mention is they have a wing shooting school in August. You know, we are. It's Jan. It's July one right now. We're two months away from hunting season starting in a lot of states. If you are not as good a wing shot as you would like to be. If you say, you know, there are just some shots I have trouble with, or I'm just not fast, or I just don't, I, I should be a better shot. It's probably not the gun. I mean, it might be that the gun doesn't fit you well, but the gun probably works fine. If you are serious about it, I can really recommend that you go check out their uh, wing shooting school. Uh, On the Internet, Field Sport LTD, fieldsportltd.com. Brian Belinsky, very nice guy, very knowledgeable guy. And I'm going to be shooting some instructional videos with him on wing shooting. So uh, check that out. I think you, you, if you really are serious about wing shooting and you're interested in the instinctive style, English style shooting, you would find this to be really worthwhile. If you're a hunter, this is absolutely the way to go. Let's go to line three. Richard's with us out of Port Aransas, Texas. Hello, Richard. Well, hello, Tom. Uh, I was just caught the last part of your uh, conversation there about Concealed carry, mm-hmm. and there's one option that you didn't mention that I've been using for actually a couple of decades, yeah. and that's in the right front pocket in a pocket holster. Absolutely, and, and it's absolutely concealed, even in lightweight shorts in the summertime, as long as you buy shorts that have a big pocket. Right, and it even works in jeans, and uh, it'll work for Smith and Wesson J frames like a 642. I've carried a C Camp that way, uh, Kel- small Keltex. And uh, a car PM9 also works quite well that way. Well, it's interesting because you you did just catch it. You didn't hear me mention it before. But earlier I was talking about when I go to Thunder Ranch or Gunsight or these high-end gun shooting schools or gunfighting schools, a lot of the instructors there 
carry a 38 in a pocket holster in, a, in just exactly what you're talking about, either in their front right or their front left pocket. Uh, and then some of them are actually using ankle holsters, which kind of surprised me. But then they say, well, an ankle holster, two reasons. One is it's a really quick way to get to your gun when you're sitting in your car. I said, okay, that makes sense. I see that. And the other was they were saying, if you get knocked down in a fight and you're laying on the ground, you may be laying on your strong side holster and you can't get to your gun. You can just pull your leg up and get that uh, ankle holster gun out. And they're carrying 38s. Almost all of them are carrying 38s. Just exactly what you're saying. That wouldn't work too well with shorts. So actually, I, I like the <laughs> M9 amazingly well, and it's very, very accurate, even at 25 yards. The, astonishing. The car? The car, yeah. Yeah, they're making nice guns. They really are. They're, the only thing about the car is they are they tend to be a little heavy because they're all you know good steel. No, this one's got uh, the PM9. Is, oh, you uh, got the, you got the new plastic one, yes. Right. It, it weighs about 14 and a half ounces unloaded and fully tanked up about 20. Mm-hmm. And, of course, some people are carrying the baby Glocks in the same kind of deal. They're a little bit thicker is the only thing. The car is a little thinner. Uh, i tell you another one I recently had a chance to shoot that was very nice. It's worth looking at. Uh, Springfield Armory has a new 9mm called the EMP for Enhanced Micro Pistol. Uh, and it's a really nice 1911 in uh, 9mm, pretty slick. But going back to your original point, Absolutely. Now, here's the one thing, and, and I'm glad you said it, Richard. You're not just sticking a gun in your pocket. You're using a pocket holster, right? A- absolutely. And one more thing that makes it really good, mm-hmm. and I've been in this situation several times here and in other countries as well, uh, if you have something that's a little bit iffy in a situation you're dealing with, you can have your hand, one or both hands in your pockets. You can have your hand around the grip with it broken loose from the holster and and they're talking and smiling to somebody. They don't have a clue that uh, you've already got a grip on the on the uh, firearm. A pocket holster is just a sleeve, right? Basically, it's a sleeve that goes inside your pocket, goes over the gun, and then you slide the whole thing. It's very, very thin, very thin. It goes into your pocket. What it does is it's breaking up the outline of the gun so it doesn't print. It breaks up the outline of the gun, and a good one is also wide at the bottom with the leather kind of hook so the holster will stay behind. Exactly. And so that it Hold the gun right side up in your pocket so it doesn't flip over. So it's not sliding around. Yep, exactly. So if you're doing pocket carry, get a pocket holster. Uh, It really makes a difference. Good good information. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate it. Excellent information. It's um, the, you know, there are a lot of ways to carry. And, in fact, I tell you what, uh, Stan, I know you're there. Don't go anywhere. I don't quite have time to get you in before we would have to go to a break. And it wouldn't be fair to you, but I do want to get to your comment because I think uh, that's the other option I forgot to mention. You know, people are saying, well, you could get an ankle holster and you could get an inside the waistband holster. You could even do the smart carry, which is a really good choice. Smart carry uh, over uh, Charlie Parrott's product. It's very cool. Smartcarry.com. Specialized, but it really, really works. Pretty cool. But we're going to talk to Stan about you know, how he's doing it. There's another way to do that. Also, we'll take your calls and comments. If you're wanting to know about concealed carry, fine. If you want to know about wing shooting, I love to talk shotguns. Okay, we can do that anytime. We can talk about how to hit them, what kind of guns, what kind of loads, what gauges. Man, I got to get me a 28 gauge. I, I looked at one over there at that store and fell in love, but I was able to escape without it this time. We'll see what happens next time I go back. 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. I'm Tom Gresham.
Welcome back to Gun Talk. 866-TALK-GUNS is our number. 866-TALK-GUNS. I'm Tom Gresham, and we're, as you might expect, talking about guns, having some fun. I was talking about the gun store I went to this week. It's a, a very nice, well, they specialize in shotguns, over-and-unders, uh, double barrels. They do have few rifles over there, uh, but mostly it's uh, double barrels, over-and-unders, and side-by-sides. Boy, nice stuff. Uh, some of the Spanish guns are gorgeous. The prices on the Spanish guns are starting to go up. I'm not sure what's motivating that, if it's a, a global economy thing or what it is. Spanish guns have always been, you know, very nice guns at pretty good prices uh, compared to, for instance, English or Italian guns. Not sure what's going on there. Maybe maybe that's one of the reasons that the Turkish guns are starting to come on, particularly the better ones. So, as you may know, Smith & Wesson last year introduced a line of Turkish-made shotguns. And they've got an over-and-under, a side-by, and an auto-loader that are very nice, very nice. Let's go to the phones here. Line 4 stands with us out of uh, Washington State. Hello, Stan. Hello there, Tom. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you. Good, good. Hey, I was listening to your um, show here just a little bit ago, and I heard a guy talking about concealed carry in, in Louisiana and stuff. And and I have an option for that, and that's a, a fanny pack. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a I have a Glock 26 that I I have a shoulder holster and I have a hip holster for it. But neither one of those are good when the weather is hot. Right. And so I I just I just bought a fanny pack. I can keep it right in the front. It opens up quickly. You've got your gun right there. You can carry your wallet in there if you want to, and, and nobody, you know, they're, they're pretty standard on a lot of people anymore. Well, I'm just going to ask you, which one did you get? Do you know which brand fanny pack uh, you You know, have? I don't have it with me. The one, the one uh, in the house here, anyway, it's over at another place. But mm-hmm. um, it actually, I don't know the brand, but it's one that actually just peels right open. Yeah, I mean, it's so made specific. There's a couple speci- of strings on either side, and it peels open. Yeah. Your gun is, is fastened inside. And- just so people understand, we're not talking about going to REI and buying a fanny pack. This is a fanny pack made specifically as a holster for that holds your gun. That is correct. Yes, and, and, but- and, and, it's, and it's quick access. You can grab, like I said, there's a strings on either side. You can grab, and it just it rips it right open. don't have to worry about a zipper, and um, you can get to your firearm very quickly. Let me ask you, because I have, you know, I like the fanny pack option. I hear a lot of people, some of the the net ninjas, internet guys, who say, well, you know, a a fanny pack, it just looks like you've got a gun. It just screams gun to any bad guy. I totally disagree. I I do, too. I mean, you see tourists all over the world that are packing fanny packs. Sure. And, uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't send up a signal to me. Well, it made to me because I'm used to carrying well, my gun. See, that's the thing. To you and me, I look at it and go, hmm, wonder if there's a gun in there. Yeah, but you don't know. And, and don't know. And you know what my second thought is? Cool. Hope it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. That, we, that's, got, we got a kindred spirit there. That's right. It's kind of like, you know, you got to have the secret handshake. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that option open to that gentleman in Louisiana because uh, it, it, is, it works well for me. Well, excellent. Good deal. Now, uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate that, Stan. Yeah, fanny pack is a, an excellent option. There, I was discussing with a guy who says his wife, you know, is working in a bad part of town, and yet she likes to dress fashionably. And so, how should she carry? And I said, you know, fanny pack. She says, oh no, she wouldn't do that. That's not fashionable. I'm going, you know, at a certain point, you got to decide what's important to you. You know, if if wearing high heels and and wearing you know short shorts and looking cool is more important than having a life saving device with you when you know you need it, uh, you might want to recalibrate your priorities. I think you got to make 
changes. I mean, if you decide that you're going to protect yourself, you got to make some changes. It really is as simple as that. Now, here's a story. This is out of Deltona, Florida. Let me just read the, the lead of this story because this pretty well covers it. Memories of an Easter Sunday pit bull attack four years ago came rushing back to Christine Bruce on Monday night as a pit bull charged toward her while she was jogging with her dogs. Unlike four years ago, this time she was ready. She pulled out her thirty-eight caliber handgun and fired a shot at the charging pit bull as he was screaming or as she was screaming at it to stop. The attack four years ago, a pit bull ripped open part of a body cast on her right arm while she was recovering from a spinal injury, prompted her to carry a gun for self-defense. Now, this lady is 44 years old, says she walks or runs every day with her two labs and her German Shepherd. This happened a little bit after 8 o'clock in the evening, so it was still light, uh, just at dusk. And she's running with her dogs, uh, and this guy with this pit bull, basically he sick to put pit bull on him. Got him out, got the dog all worked up, and then let him go. So this pit bull would attack. Well, she just wheeled around and fired a shot. Didn't hit the pit bull, but he stopped running. The police came and arrested the guy with the pit bull. Didn't arrest her, which is exactly as it should be. So people say, well, why, you know, I live in a good neighborhood. Why would I need a gun? Yeah, buddy. You just never know what's going to be happening out there. Let's talk to Walt. He is in one of my favorite towns. Great name, Gresham, Oregon. Hey, Walt. Good, good afternoon. It's a pleasure talking to you from the great uh, city of Gresham, Oregon. <laughs> I, when they heard it was Tom, they decided to name it after you. Yeah, right. That's it. Sure. <laughs> Sitting that aside, I've got a I've got a Sig twenty twenty two. It's their only polymer uh, gun, uh-huh. and uh, I, I have the nice sights on it. But in an indoor range, I don't care. I still have a problem picking up the uh, sight picture. I called the factory and I said, hey, I really like the sights on the Equinox. And they said it won't uh, fit on the 2022. Hmm. And so I'm uh, looking to you to see if you have any thoughts on an aftermarket uh, sight for the, for the box, uh, for my uh, SIG. Yeah, I've got, I've got somebody. I don't know if they have one for that particular one, but I got somebody you ought to talk to about it, okay? Uh, let me ask you a question. How old are you? Uh, I'm, I'm a young 75. Excellent. Perfect. I've got the sights for you. Okay. Uh, uh, the guys at XS Sights, uh, okay. that's, um, it's, it's the two letters, X and S, XS Sights. Uh, I'm going to get you a phone number here as soon as I can find it on their website, okay? Great, Tom. Uh, uh, because they make a larger front sight. It's a big front sight. Not huge. I mean, you'll go in a holster or anything like that. But it really makes for fast target target acquisition and sight acquisition. And I am finding it's really interesting. As I go around to these uh, shooting schools around the country, I am seeing these sights on all the instructor's guns. It's just, it's just interesting. Everywhere I go, they all have the excess sights on their guns. I'm going, okay, got to be something to this. If you got a pencil, i got our phone number for I you. I have them sitting here. Okay. For you, for <laughs> Good your, deal. Uh, Call, call, call these guys. Uh, their number is, uh, call them tomorrow when they're open, 888-744-4880. And anybody that can help you, uh, Dave Biggers, is uh, he's 
handles a lot of the sales there, real knowledgeable guy. But XS Sites, uh, and on the internet, it's xssites.com. Really a good product, and it's one of those deals that people have started figuring it out, and the instructors are using it, and it, it just makes all the sense in the world. Interesting thing, rather than the night sight, you know what a lot of the guys are going with is a, um, a gold bead front sight, and it picks up so much light. If there's any ambient light, it shows up pretty well. Uh, so, well you see, I, mm-hmm. I took your advice, and I like when I had the crimson uh, tracer. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, but outdoors, you see, believe it or not, I like the handgun hunt. Ah. And so I use this occasionally as a uh, hunting device, but uh-huh. in the daylight, the, the laser doesn't always affect it. So you need just a good... That's uh, it. you got, you got to have good sights for daylight and then your night sights for... I mean, the laser sight for uh, sure. kind of low-light situations. Exactly. exactly. Well, that, or call the guys at Excess Sights. I think you're really going to like their product, okay? I think sure. I, I, that, that's going to be worthwhile. Listen, I, I just... Those guys make good stuff. Hey, our number here is 866-TALK-GUNS. 866-TALK-GUNS. Be right back with more gun talk. Someone once compared sporting plays playing golf with a shotgun. When was the last time golf was this exciting? Every station offers a different challenge, but they all have one thing in common. The action is fast, and you have to earn every broken target. Not what you expected? Think of shooting a try. Find out how, where to get started, and much more at huntandshoot.org. Hey, shooters, Taurus does it again. This time they've recreated the most famous gallery gun of all time, the Winchester Model 62 Pump Action 22 Rim Fire. Only now it's even better. Sure, the Taurus Model 62 has a classic corncob 4N great wood-to-metal fit and a takedown action, but now it has a more reliable feeding mechanism, button rifling for accuracy, and the built-in Taurus security system. Check out the Taurus Model 62 and the Model 72 in 22 Magnum at TAURUSUSA.com. This portion of Gun Talk is brought to you by Harrington and Richardson, H&R 1871, America's single-shot experts. Hunting is an ancient and respected tradition, and the skilled and self-confidence single-shot hunter represents the pinnacle of that tradition. For generations, Harrington and Richardson has contributed to the success of that hunter. When one shot has to count, hunters count on Harrington and Richardson, H&R 1871. When you finally know what you want in a 1911, it's time to step up to a Springfield Armory custom-loaded 1911A1. These babies come with the works. Starting with the time-proven 1911, these pistols include many of the high-end features that make Springfield the 1911 of choice for the country's most demanding users, like the FBI's elite SWAT teams and hostage rescue team. Features include Novak low-mount tritium sights, beaver tail grip safety, titanium firing pin adjustable speed trigger, ILS integral lock system, loaded chamber indicator, and much more. Of course, every custom-loaded 1911 comes with the exclusive Springfield Armory limited lifetime warranty. With Springfield Armory, you can have it your way. Pick a full-size, mid-size, or micro-compact custom-loaded Springfield from the extensive list of models, calibers, and options. Call 1-800-680-6866 or visit SpringfieldArmory.com. Whether you're a beginning shooter or a veteran, recoil is no fun. The scientists at Sims Vibration Laboratory have created an entirely new recoil pad that not only tames the kick, 
but it actually reduces muzzle rise. That means you can get back on target more quickly. A revolutionary process features a high-tech material plus a stunning design which makes shooting more comfortable, more fun, and can actually make you a better shooter. Check it out at Limbsaver.com. That's L-I-M-B-S-A-V-E-R.com. All right, we're back with you. Tom Gresham here. It's Gun Talk. Our number is 866-TALK-GUNS, and we're open line. So if there's a gun you want to know something about, or you want to tell me about a gun that you have, that's okay. We're just kind of getting together. We're shooting the breeze and having some fun anyway. 866-TALK-GUNS. Let's uh, talk to Julian, line one. He's in Texas, or she is. Is this a he, Julian? I'm a he. Oh, okay. Good deal. so. Last time I looked. <laughs> oh, no. I, 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 don't go there, man. <laughs> See, I've got a question, Tom. Sure. I have a... Remington Model 30 pump shotgun. Okay. It's a very good gun. I do very well with it, and I'm wondering why Remington quit making it. Generally speaking, it's a shotgun or a rifle? It's a shotgun. Okay. 12 gauge. The reason that people, that companies stop making things is really probably two main reasons. One is they bring out something that's better, and two is because it stopped selling. Uh, and if they can't sell enough of them, I guess the third one is sometimes they'll stop making it because it's just too expensive to make. Uh, you remember the Winchester Model 12 shotgun, pump action shotgun? Yeah. They stopped making that because it was just too expensive to make. A lot of steel in there, a lot of machining, and they went to, you know, shotguns where you can stamp out the parts uh, a lot cheaper. I don't know the exact reason why uh, Remington stopped making that, but it's got to be one of those. Either they came out with something better. Now, this has been a long time ago now. Right. Yeah. I mean, they either came up with something better, or it was too expensive to make, or they just weren't selling enough. Well, I've been using it for quite a while, and I find nothing wrong with it. It's a- well, there's nothing wrong. And look, I mean, you can pick up a uh, 20, 30, uh, no, not 20, because they haven't made them that recently, a 40 or 50-year-old Model 12 shotgun. And it is as slick as a shotgun can be. Man, they work great. They shoot well, and they're they're heavy, made of good material. Doesn't you know? There's nothing wrong with them, and there's you know nobody say it. In fact, you know what? You can go all the way back to uh, the Winchester 1897, which was made in 1897, and those guns shoot real well. Nice, slick pump action shotguns. Nothing wrong with them, but either they couldn't make money with them, or there was something going on. And it almost always comes down to. We can't make money with it because it costs too much, or we're just not selling enough of them. Okay, well, I guess that I'll have to be satisfied with that. Yeah, I, I don't have anything better, and, you know, I, I'm i not going to disagree with anybody who says, well, gee, those were, were better guns back then. They certainly, some of them were heavier guns, um, but I, I also have to say, the guns we have now are really great, particularly auto-loading shotguns. We've never had auto-loading shotguns as good as what we have now. They just run and run and run and just keep on working. Pump shotguns are kind of pump shotguns. They just kind of keep trucking. The uh, With one exception, there's a an interesting pump shotgun. It's not new anymore. It still looks new. The Benelli Nova looks goofy. Uh, plastic stock, plastic uh, four-in, and when I first saw it, I thought, man, that is the ugliest thing. And then I went out and shot it and went, ooh, I like this thing. So 
you know, it doesn't have to look good to shoot well, and the Nova shoots really well. Uh, let's see, line three, let's talk with Lee in Spokane, Washington. Hi, Lee. Hello, thank you for a very good show. I'm wondering, since you're speaking of things that go out of production, uh-huh. is the marvelous Smith & Wesson Model 4021, the wonderful little uh, target shooting 22, still being made? It is still being made. They keep trucking, and they, yeah, that is a gorgeous gun. But here's the thing. It's such a good gun. It's expensive. But if you think you want one, get one because you're exactly right. You never know when they're going to discontinue one of these old ones, and they never let you know ahead of time. So uh, my suggestion, Lee, is if you have an interest in the Winchester Model 41, it's a target-grade 22 auto-loading pistol. By all means, get yourself one. And if you can, get an extra barrel for it. Worthwhile there. The 41, I don't have one. I've always wanted one. I guess I guess I ought to take my own advice and get one. 866-TALK-GUNS. Hey, go away. Don't bother me. I'm looking at guns on the Internet here, okay? Uh, I've been going over to the Field Sport uh, website. I've been talking about it. And I found this little Rosini over and under. I actually saw this thing when I was up there in Traverse City this week. This is a steal. What a a gorgeous little thing. Man, they got some cool guns. There there are some really, really beautiful shotguns being made these days. I mean, all the different gun makers are making them. Uh, Beretta, of course, you know. uh, I tell you what I saw that was really cool is uh, Browning has... Over and under Satori's, if you look on the website and poke around, you can find them. They've got like grade three, grade five. I think they've got a grade seven. Gorgeous, beautiful wood, you know, nice little engraving on them. Some really nice stuff out there. And people say, well, you know, just why would you spend that much? Well, I don't know. It's just, I guess you, you end up deciding what's important to you. And I like nice guns. And I know that nice guns last forever. But you know what? Crummy guns last forever, too. And an ugly gun is ugly forever. And every time you pick it up, and I've done this. I've, I've had guns where you get it and you think, well, it'll be okay. It's, it's not very good, but it's okay. And every time you pick it up, you think, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. Why did I do that? I don't like this gun. Conversely, every time you pick up a nice gun that you own, you go, I just enjoy owning this gun. Even if I don't get to shoot it as much as I would want, I just enjoy owning it. It gives me a, a pride of ownership that's special. And so as I'm looking through the the website over there at Field Sport, I'm seeing some of that. But if you are a serious wing shooter, take a look at their wing shooting school. Brian does a very nice job. Michael McIntosh is uh, his lead instructor. With uh, Brian's the lead instructor. Michael is the other instructor. If you know wing shooting at all, you know the name Michael McIntosh. He's written a number of books on wing shooting. Uh, besides that, uh, Traverse City area is gorgeous in August. And if you're from the steamy south like I am, it's nice to get to a, uh, a cooler place. So Field Sport uh, LTD, FieldSportLTD.com uh, is, is their website there. Nice people and beautiful guns. They also have a wooden canoe hanging from the ceiling that I would steal in a heartbeat. If I could just figure out a way to get it home, that's the problem. Um, shotguns are one of my things. I mean, yeah, I like all of them. I like accurate rifles, and I love to shoot handguns. But I've kind of got a special thing about shotguns and wing shooting. There's something about hitting a flying target. Maybe it's the difficulty of, of it all. 
maybe it's the the dynamics and the interaction, and no target is exactly the same. So, uh, anyway, that's basically I, I like nice shotguns. Let me see if I can get Ed in here real quick from Anchorage on line one. Hey, Ed, we don't have much time, so dive into it, please. I have a Model ninety four Winchester thirty thirty, and when I shoot it, the primer punches out about oh about third of the way. Is that a headspace problem? Yeah, sounds like a headspace problem to me. Uh, get that thing to a gunsmith and have them check it out. It would, t- it would only take them you know, a couple of minutes to check that out for you. Okay. All right. Uh, but does it do it with all ammo? Uh, uh, say that again. Th- does it do it with all different kinds of ammo and different brands? Uh, I, when I first, I bought this at a gun show, and when I first tried it and it did that, I just didn't shoot it anymore. Probably uh, a good idea. Yeah, gun show so gun. I, so yeah. I have only tried one type of ammo. I, you know what, you don't even, don't even check any other kinds of ammo. Just take it to a gunsmith. It won't, it, it, it's ve- very easy for a gunsmith to check the headspace on that and you'll know immediately. But I think you're on the right path. I think you've got it figured out. Okay. Thanks, Ed. Listen, I, I wish you luck with that thing. Ah, yes, indeed. You know, do yourself a favor this week. M- write down a list and start working on your before hunting season training. Go out and do some shooting each week. And whether you're a hunter or not, go out and do some shooting each week because you know what? That's a gift you give yourself. It's, it's a lot of fun. You will be get, getting better at shooting. You'll be able to take people out with you, introduce them to the great shooting sports. And besides that, you know what? It burns up ammo. And anytime you get to burn up ammo, that's a good thing. Listen, thank you so much. Don't forget to go to the guntalk.com website. Sign up for the True Squad. We'll see you there. Take care. See you next week.